Tim, it's shorty time. It's shorty time. Let's get out your shorties time. <laughs> How you doing, Tim? Um, recovering from more travel this week in Phoenix for Service World Expo. Right on. So how was that? Saw some it pictures. Was, I, different than Service Titan that we were together at a couple weeks ago. Um, enjoyed it. The expo itself, um, more what I would consider industry relatable products and services. Good time. Got to meet some folks I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, Devin and John Thompson. Got to hang with Mike Brunkavich Jr. again. Several others saw Dennis the Apprentice and some other folks. So it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So these shorties, uh, <laughs> they're supposed to be like one topic. We would kind of take about 10 to 15 minutes to talk about one topic in particular. But, you know, sometimes we get off track and there's a lot of stuff to talk about. It's Friday. There's, you it's know, Friday. We had just talked about the passing of Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus. And the Bears and the Bears got a win for him last night. Yes, yes. And I play you in fantasy football. <laughs> Here's the elephant in the room. <laughs> well, what is it? I set DJ Moore oh, on my shit. bench. Uh, and some of that reasoning was because, one, I was traveling back home yesterday and I really wasn't paying attention to uh, my fantasy football lineup. And as I got home, there was about 20 minutes until the game started, and I did a quick look, and I was like, my receivers, they're away. Eh, he's fine on the bench. God, was I – that was a big mistake. Yeah, well, you'll still probably win. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, other th- thing I just wanted to mention, Tim, I went out and got all the ingredients for like, an old-fashioned. Old-fashioned, Tim. It's my favorite. And it's not – what I'm learning is not cheap to buy all the ingredients for an old fashioned. You got to buy yes and no. You can buy pre mixed old fashioned mixer and just uh, add your favorite bourbon, but that's oh, I'm just saying. I bought the bourbon and then yeah. I bought cherries, which were like twenty dollars, and then I bought the uh, bitters, which was like I don't know seventeen dollars for a small little bottle. But it lasts a lifetime, and then. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to buy the little, you know, or, orange peels. Yeah, no, it's it. It can be an expensive drink to make, but if you cost average it over, you know, per unit, I, you're still saving money. I mean, oh, I yeah. had I had a couple old fashions this week in Phoenix, and they were running anywhere from fifteen to eighteen dollars a pop. So Monica and I went out for uh, our anniversary last week for dinner. Yeah, and. Uh, just on the outskirts of town, went to this restaurant. It was it was pretty good. The food was really good and uh, nice place, kind of a bar type atmosphere. And um, asked for an old fashioned, and it came out. It was just like a mixed drink. It didn't taste like an old fashioned. It was just like a whiskey, and I don't even know. Was it more like a Wisconsin supper club old fashioned? Might have been. Where they Might just mix, they they make them so fast. They're not. I mean, they're, they're which I love a good. It was Wisconsin just a regular cherry. Club. It wasn't, yeah. you know, the Maraschino a Luxardo cherry. or something. Yeah, yeah. It was just. It wasn't as good as the one when you came into town and we went to the place in town here and they mixed the drink. Had the big square ice cube in there. Oh yeah, those are nice. 
this was this was in like a tall glass filled all the way to the top with ice and i'm like this is like a mixed drink <laughs> like this yeah. is mm-hmm. yeah so it that's what made me want to go out and get all the stuff so damn it i'm gonna do it myself well i'm curious is that what also spurred the ice maker purchase no well, ice maker purchases <laughs> it's just uh we're getting so fed up with our refrigerator and our refrigerator is probably eight or nine years old. And you might say, well, that's the life of the refrigerator these days. No, it, no, it should not be the life of the refrigerator. So the refrigerator works, but the freezer frosts up like every two weeks. So I have to, there's, there's a code on the refrigerator where you have to force to frost it. And so you do. And for an hour, all you hear up, you know, in the kitchen upstairs is beep, beep. It's it's an hour, and sometimes it doesn't even defrost after an hour, so you got to do it again. And then I have a knife, and I'm picking away at this stuff. Or you can turn it off and defrost it, or you can get a hair dryer. And def- but I shouldn't even have to be doing this, right? So, oh, oh, technology! My friend sent me a hack where you take apart the back panel of the refrigerator. And there's a spot where you can put in, I think you put in like a copper wire or some kind of um, wire that the the water drips on because it's happening where the water gets into the the freezer. And so maybe it's diverting the water. I don't even know. I haven't done it yet, but he said it works. So I'm going to try that. But to your point, I was looking at these, uh, these ice cube makers and some of them cost like, what you would cost for like a standard refrigerator. It's pretty exactly. But we were also talking about, you know, some of the refrigerator, some of the stuff, uh, you know, maybe it's just over technology, right? It's just stuff that we, it's convenience and stuff like that. But do we really need it? You know? And, uh, that's what the topic is today. Technology, technology, both the good and bad. Yeah. So let's go like, not bad. I mean, most technology is is there, like I said, for convenience or for efficiencies. You know, either it's water or energy. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I think that the manufacturer has good intentions. But listen, I was looking at these ice cube makers, and uh, my buddy sent me a link to the one he has, and he goes, "We'll get the updated one." There's a 2.0, and so I looked at it, and I'm like, "Oh, cool." You know, this is. It's $550 because it has Wi-Fi capability, Tim. It's got an app that you can do it from your phone or something. Yeah, what <laughs> what I need. And overkill. somebody's going to answer me in a text or something. But why would I need Wi-Fi in my portable ice cube maker? In case you're downstairs and want to know how much ice you have in the ice maker, you can then check via the app or something. But that's supposed to... It's supposed to self-supply itself, right? Like as soon as yeah. it gets low, it makes more ice. I I don't know. Maybe the water level is low. I don't I don't know. But I'm not paying an extra hundred, hundred fifty bucks just to have Wi-Fi in it. But I guess I don't have a choice. Yeah, I've got a buddy that has an ice maker. He bought an ice maker for two reasons. One, he likes the clear ice. It's better for mixed drinks. And it also makes the chipped ice that people love that you can get at like the convenience stores in the big ice machines. Yeah. So it also got me thinking about uh, cars. Um, 
when we were in the market for cars, like I think car and driver or motor trend, Kia has the one of the highest rated cars, mm-hmm. but they're not cheap for a new. What is the new one? The Kia. <laughs> I don't know the big SUV. I forget. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Um, I know exactly. We've got a neighbor who has one, and they are very nice. So you know the trim packages, the top of the line one. You're going to pay more for it, but they're you know the lady's like, well, listen, you, look at on the dashboard, on the windshield. I'm on the dashboard. In the windshield is the speedometer. Now, do I <laughs> do I need to be looking at out into traffic and seeing the speed and kind of like. Or is it too hard for me to just move my eyes down into the dashboard and see the speedometer? Oh, have you ever driven a car with that, John? Have No. Okay, I have. It, I understand where you're going with this, but there is something about it being at eye level where you're not looking down for a second. I know there's not – you don't think of yourself looking down, but look, I've driven one with that feature and it's kind of cool and it's but you're right I, you don't have to have it but i've driven a car a rental car with it and i was like this is kind of cool yeah i mean i i guess i just feel like if that's what the woman is selling me the package for right you know right. two grand more to buy this car because it has that i would probably turn it off anyway um but you know they had sunroofs and other other stuff that you oh okay i get why they're charging that much but it just felt like that was the main oh look it it has the speedometer in the windshield i don't okay well i picked you up a couple weeks ago we or last week we drove up to minnesota um and i drove my wife's um mercedes um and one of the things that she loves about her car is that it's got all multiple light packages inside Mm-hmm. When her settings are on, all the lights are a different color than my settings oh, and my yeah, yeah. lights. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, I, I don't care what color light. I don't need lights, you know, purple lights or red lights or green lights or blue lights because it has all of these different colors of lights. And I'm just like, I just need a dashboard that I can see a speedometer, mileage. Yeah. Um, so those are the kind of things that I'm like, maybe that's overkill. Yeah. Because I'm sure it comes at a cost. It's a premium. Yeah. Did you think of anything that was overkill as far as technology is concerned? Well, when when I think of technology, like you said earlier, I think of all the things in our industry, things like virtual reality, smart sensors, drones, all things that building trades, construction building, is really rapidly adapting to their their daily lives. Um, Caterpillar's got a self-driving, self-driving equipment that, you know, large construction sites are using. Um, Some of the wearable um, construction, wearables that control heat, moisture, can tell if you're overheating, can tell if you're cold. Um, And then you've got things like Hilti's exoskeleton that helps people, uh, doing repetitive motions and stuff. Yeah. Those are kind of kind of technologies. Oh, I think those are, are actually cool things. Well, yeah. those are well. That's my point. I think those are really cool. So it's hard to say overkill from that standpoint. 
But I think what it goes back to with overkill for me is technology that's being used for either privacy privacy or security risks, uh, lots of apps, um, social media apps, um, misinformation in those, um, you know, those categories. Those are ways that I see getting back to products that are just overkill. Like I said, my having 20 different lights in a car inside a car doesn't really do anything for me. Having a Wi-Fi ice maker does nothing for me. I don't need a refrigerator that tells me when my milk is half gone or the expiration date is coming up. I don't need those kind of things. I I might need that. (laughs) Well, and then I think of all the voice activated stuff you have in a house. Because we've all tried to make our homes more smart. And nearly everything is either on that platform or this platform. So guess what? My daughter's name is Alexis. And if I say that wrong, I've got 14 machines asking me a question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Little things like that drive me nuts. I wonder if you could change that in the programming where in the app, just say, uh, I'm going to change it from Alexa to Frank or something, you know, Cornelius. You know, something hey, where, yeah. Hey, Corne- yeah, something. Nobody has that name ever. Yeah. Rupert. Hey, Rupert, what time is it? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, 10 years ago, well, more than 10 years ago. Listen, in 2003, I don't think I was running around with a cell phone. And uh, now it's something you can't live without. Has a phone, has your email, has, you know, apps, has the internet. I mean, it's everything you need on one device. It's it's the is that connectivity for the betterment or is it really keeping well, us so self engaged with a a tell you know a cell phone that we we lose track of what's going on around us? I mean, we talk about that about that with kids today that you know are your kids' age? Yeah. They sit in the basement and they're on their cell phones all the time. That's true. That is true. But um, yeah, I mean, there's stuff. I mean, depending on who's listening to this, but like press technology, you know, the pressing tools and press fittings and push to connect, things like that. I mean, those are advancements in the plumbing industry, but people will say, well, that's killing the craft, Tim. You're killing it. You're killing the art of the, you know, of the install. Think about these builders that are using 3D printing to build homes. They've yeah. got huge 3D printers pouring concrete, um, building homes. I mean, that's just – that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we thought is. prefabrication was crazy 10, 15 years ago. Now everything's prefab, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't not talk about heat pumps and everything moving electrical. So that's, you know, uh, big picture. It's for the betterment of the environment and – society but you know there's a still a a pushback on that but you know it's just the fact that heat pumps are a different way of heating a home or hydrogen technology you know those are things that that you know the, we're going to face in the future yeah i i think what it comes down to is there's not one size fits all and we address that all the time and um, meetings we're on or things we're hearing, press releases we receive. Uh, you know, what 
works for you in Southern California may not work for you in Maine. Um, so, yeah, having a one size fits all is is kind of difficult. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the solar airplanes, Tim. Just think how much fuel they would save. Well, so in Phoenix, they have a transportation company called, I think it's Waymo, and they're driverless cars. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're in Phoenix and one other market in North America. I don't know if it's a Google product or not, but it's, I, when Cynthia and I were there this summer, we saw them all over the place and you, it's, you have the app, you like Uber or Lyft, you punch in where you're at, it picks you up and it's completely driverless and it takes you where you need to go. You pay them and you're on your happy way. Luckily, you don't have to tip. That's, that's, it's, it's weird. I, I did it for the first time this week. Yeah. And I felt fine. I don't know. It's interesting to think about the technology is, you know, when you think of the term, you think it's, it's always for the advancement of, of a product or for people's convenience or for, like I said, for efficiencies, but how much is too much technology, you know? And <laughs> just think about that when you buy a TV or you buy, you know, do we remember the days, Tim, you remember you had to get up to change the channel. If, if you, my father would tell you I was his remote. Hey, yeah. go change the channel for me. Go and turn I'm on not, channel I'm three. Not, I'm not suggesting that having a <laughs> remote control is like uh, <laughs> a hindrance. A luxury? Of, yeah. Anywho, that's what I got. That's what so. you got? Well, hopefully uh, my 47 points sitting on the fantasy bench uh, won't hurt me this weekend when uh, we finish our, our weekend of fantasy football and maybe I can beat the, uh, the pancakes. You know what the sad thing is, is I picked up Washington's defense because I actually put a waiver bid on them, wasted a waiver pick. Wow. And they're just bad. That team is bad. And a good friend, you know, Dan Foley, contractor out of D.C., he's texting yep. me last night about it. He goes, I guarantee you the Bears will win this game. And I'm like, well, it was 21 to nothing or something at that point. I said, yeah, well, you got yeah. a good shot that that might be true. But um, we were just talking. I said, I thought they had a great defense. And he goes, they have so much money in that that defensive line um, that they should just be exploding offenses, you know, just wreaking havoc. And they just didn't do it. Yeah. So, and against the Bears, who are bad, they're bad offensive line. They had guys in different positions. The center got hurt. They had two running backs go out. I know. I mean, they had some guy playing running back that hadn't touched the ball in like two years. Yeah, he's a fullback. <laughs> he was, I don't know. You know, they uh, had fullbacks in the NFL still. And I don't even know how I feel about it. I kind of wanted them to lose so they'd fire everybody, but now they win. And they should have won last week. Should have been two and three, but who? Yeah, nobody cares about the Bears. Well, look, they're one and four. One and three. <laughs> one and four. What are they? One and one four, and four. Tim. So they're one and four. Win two, three games in a row. You know, next thing you know, you're in a division where, you know, a 500 season could win this division, depending on how much of a run Detroit goes on. Yeah. I think Detroit's got it. I mean, there's no doubt. They're going to win again this week, so 
They play Carolina at home. I don't see Carolina winning that. They'll be four and one. Yeah. So. All right, Tim, I'll see you in about 10 minutes for the next podcast. Yeah. For those of you that listen to this today, listen to us next Tuesday. We've got a really good American Plumber Stories podcast that'll be coming out next Tuesday that you won't want to miss. Yeah, and then also, um, I do a Instagram Live on Thursdays, just so anybody who is on Instagram wants to check it out at 7 o'clock. It's usually 7 o'clock on Thursday nights. Had one with Bruno Friedman. Uh, his handle is at Nample on Instagram, and we had him on at 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, or yeah, yesterday afternoon, and he was so good, and had a lot of people chiming in at two o'clock, which I was surprised. Like, isn't anybody doing anything at two in the afternoon? But he's over in Germany, so it's nine o'clock. Exactly. So a lot of like European people were probably checking in and had no idea what we were talking about because they don't speak English. But anyway, there was a lot of people on there, so it was good. Well, Miss Berno saw him uh, when we were over in Germany earlier this year. Good guy. Glad yeah. he was able to jump on. Yeah, he was... Uh, he was good. He's trying to get over to AHR in in Chicago this year. He's actually coming out for uh, Rigid Experience Europe. They're doing a European version in November, so he's coming out for that. That's cool. Hmm. Well, everybody have a good and safe weekend.